Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Well, that was a, that was a pretty crazy game. <laughs> I uh, I don't know what to say about. It. I mean, that was a that that's probably the best effort we've seen from the team all year, I guess. Uh, not, I mean, it's not great they went down five to one, but to not give up and to come all the way back is pretty great. And uh, it's unfortunate that Simmons was on the wrong side of that goal in overtime, but. I mean, uh, you know, power play actually scored, utilized it to come back, and I mean that was just a crazy comeback. Four goals and six oh four. I, Chris, I think we should be encouraged. I'm gonna try and be positive on this post game recap. Uh, I mean, maybe not by the five to one score, but they were. I guess they had the better hand and puck possession until that point in the game. Had a couple good chances to make, made some big saves. And, um, I mean, they could have just easily packed it up and, uh, quit when it was down, when they were down five to one, which I kind of expected out of this team. So to see them actually fight back was nice, especially against the lightning, even though they're out, uh, without Vasilevsky, it was still, I mean, Domingue didn't look off this game. Those were all those all seemed like pretty good goals. So it was a it's a nice effort to come back. I mean, the points are very crisp to the Flyers, so to at least get one is is good. And the win or the losing streaks at three now, but I mean, it's uh, one of the best teams in the league. Scored four goals in pretty short order to come all the way back. I mean, I I, I didn't expect it out of this team. That's. I mean, especially the way they looked against New Jersey and for most of the game against uh, Florida, considering they looked dead in five or last six periods to come out and kind of put that effort in the third period was pretty nice effort. Uh, I mean, the PK still doesn't look great, obviously. Uh, five on threes are always tough, but gave up two goals on that five on three in 11 seconds. Not the five on three, but you know what I mean. And they gave up the another power play goal earlier in the game. So the special teams aren't exactly, you know, fixed, obviously. But it was nice to see the, the Flyers get a power play uh, goal today. Got three of them, actually. First time they've gotten three since January 4th of 2018, 2018 so earlier this year against the New York Islanders. Um, top line looked really good. Uh, Provorov still doesn't look like himself. I think the top pairing of Provorov and Hag didn't exactly play that great. Um, let me look at your comments here. Yeah, I mean the... Yeah, there's some bad calls tonight. I mean the 5-on-3... Let's see, the... F- what was the first? Yeah, the five on three I thought was a dumb play by Konechny to hit, hit Hedman because everybody was looking right there. Hedman was not near the puck, and he just kind of ran into him. 
The Drew call I thought was kind of questionable. I, I don't really enjoy those slashing calls, especially if the stick doesn't break. I don't think it broke. Uh, and I feel like that's kind of more, should have been more on point to hold on to his puck. Or his stick, I'm sorry, I'm looking at it, Pickard. And, uh, I mean, still, that penalty kill was, look lost as soon as they went five on three. It's astounding how bad it looked. They looked five on the first couple chances. And I don't believe, I don't believe Steven Samkos or Nikita Kutra have points today. I think that's the one thing I'd, I'd be down about is the fact that they gave up six points to the Lightning. And Adam Ernie had three points. Uh, Yanni Gord had a good game. I mean, Anthony Sorelli made, uh, Anthony Sorelli made William Simmons not look too great in overtime there, but I'm pretty sure it's just that, uh, Stamkos and Kutroff didn't have points in the game. I'll take a look. Uh, sorry that. Yeah, the, I mean, the, I mean, the Flyers did kind of dictate play for the first two periods. I know maybe the chances weren't that great. They had a few, but it wasn't like they were just throttling the lightning, but they were still shooting them, I think, 23 to 10 at one point and 35 to 14 or something after the second period. So the Flyers, last two games, I guess the Flyers have deserved better luck, but it still doesn't feel like a situation where it's laughable how unlucky they are, I guess. Like, it doesn't feel like they are that unlucky. It just feels like they haven't been getting to the high danger areas, which they did in the third period, and then they, they got goals out of it, so. Yeah, I, I mean, that, I, I think it was it was a good play uh, to answer, or to go off what you're saying, Ty, about Ghost possibly coming over on the 2-1. I think I think it was just a good play by Sorelli overall. I mean, I think he played it so Ghost would have to defend the two on one. And I think he did a pretty good job of keeping away from Wayne Simmons. I mean, once he had position on Simmons, he just didn't let let Wayne get back into the play. I mean, it's a frustrating play for Wayne, but he also had a good a good play to tie the game up ultimately to get the comeback. Uh, oh my God, the Weiss Weiss has been a lot better this year. I will defend Weiss, but yeah, that breakaway attempt at the end was uh was pretty was pretty bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, Elliot is out two weeks. Uh, I I hope we see Lion at some point because it's not exactly like uh we we know it's not exactly like uh, Picard uh, Pickard's been killing it here and they. He hasn't saved. Pickard hasn't made a big save at any point yet this season. I think, he, well, he had a good game against the Kike. You were saying bailed out the team at all. Stamkos had an assist. Kucherov had two. All right, so that came later in the game. They didn't have any on the first three goals is what I was looking at. I don't, you see, I don't know if the refs, you guys are talking about the fishing a lot, but I mean at the same time the Flyers scored three power play goals, so they I mean they they got calls as well. Some of the calls are pretty shitty. I think if you're looking at the five on three calls, I I think both of them are pretty borderline. I think the first one was definitely deserving of the call, and I think the second one should have been called, in my opinion. Um, try to scroll down here. Computer's being a being a jerk about it. 
yeah, we still have we still have a good game. Uh, it was just the the um the the uh, breakaway times at the end that wasn't that great. I, I would hope the Pickard experience ends very soon because it's not a uh, it's not really he's not really doing too great. I would like to see line in there sooner or later. JVR, I thought JVR looked fine today. Uh, yeah, the effort has been there since the Florida game. Uh, JVR looked pretty good on the power play. He got the power play goal. I thought he had a. I thought the JVR wheel Simmons line actually looked like they had the best chances maybe in the first two periods. I think the the top line took it over in the the final period, but. I thought JVR looked fine today. Did his uh, got the puck down low, and spun around for a chance on the first power play. So he, he's starting to look like himself again. I mean, he scored a goal. Uh, yeah, the effort has been there. The the numbers back up the idea that the Flyers have been kind of dictating play since the third period against the Panthers. It's just uh, I think the Devils they didn't really get high quality chances. Uh, they hit the post a bunch, but it all felt like a one and done chances. So they would hit the post and then the devil just cleared right away. And they weren't really pressuring Kincaid too much. Kincaid still came up with big saves, but today it kind of felt like the, the Flyers had the better hand in the first two periods. And then they, they finally got rewarded in the last period to have it all kind of break even as well. Um, Who would trust Liner? I mean, I, I think I would go with Liner. I, I don't know. Neuvert's always hurt. I mean, I would like I, when Neuvert's healthy, he's good. But I, I would like to see Liner there to see what's going on. Um, I mean, I didn't. I would like to keep pulling in, but I, McDonald. I mean just because it's McDonald. I think Fulman's fine. I, I know some people rip on him, and he's had some very bad errors this season, like falling over his own feet against the Blue Jackets. But I like what he is for being a seventh defenseman. I think he's a better option than McDonald. And McDonald didn't have any typical McDonald plays today, but it's still it's just a thing when you watch him. It, it's painful. I mean, every single decision he makes, every single time he handles the puck, you just it, it's going south, and you can tell it's going south. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the reasoning. I don't know what the reasoning was for um, AMAC ever fooling Chris. Uh, I, I think I, that's why I got a little nervous last game when Gudis was uh, sick, and then Hax and then Haxtell put McDonald back in because it felt like. The Flyers' time of trying to win without McDonald in the lineup had come to a close, and now he is going to become a staple in the lineup again. So, I mean, the defense, I don't know. I Provoff and Hag had a fair amount of turnovers today. Provoff still doesn't look great. I mean, he looked pretty terrible on that Braden Point goal, just getting out-muscled by a guy that I haven't looked at the numbers, but I think he's got a few inches and pounds on point. Like that that goal should never happen. Uh, still a couple more egregious turnovers, both by him and and Hag. Hag had a couple of bad turnovers too, but I. It's kind of rough to win games and no defensive pairings really carrying the load. I guess 
I mean, I would prefer more Sanheim and Gudis ice time, but that seems to not be a thing that Haxall is going to trust the team wants a lot. And uh, I don't think Ghost. I mean, again, McDonald didn't have any glaring McDonald moments, but I don't think Ghost and uh, Amac really tore it up either. Uh, the second, you know, the second line, I didn't really see that much from today. I don't. I feel like besides Limblom getting punched in the face by Cernak at the end, I don't think we really heard much from Patrick or or Limblom. Uh, Uh, yeah, Vanette, I would, I think I would probably be back with Ghost. Uh, honestly, I think I would probably give Prokhorov less ice time at the moment. I don't know if that's a thing that would hurt his confidence. I really don't know if he's hurt. I don't think it's a thing that he's hurt because the biggest errors that I recognize him, uh, completing all seem to happen within the first minute of a period. So it, I don't know that I feel like that would insinuate that he's just not ready to start the game or it's more of a mental thing. And some of these plays, it's, I just feel like you can tell he's overthinking it. They're, they all come on, all the turnovers come after he has the puck for a couple of seconds and he's looking around and then he just glides a puck through the defensive slot or he's just handing it to the other team. So I don't know if I would really put, I, I feel like Provost should be used on the second pairing at the moment. I don't know who, I mean, Ghost would go up on the first pairing. I'm not sure with who. I don't really think Hag's killing it either. Uh, Layla, I haven't seen uh, any opinions on Stolarz in line. I mean, Stolarz, you know, it's weird. Stolarz has only played in two games for the Phantoms this season. I don't know why he hasn't got more of a look. I know the injuries last year really limited his time, and maybe they're just trying to work him back into a system, but they... Not using them in Lehigh Valley either. Uh, I liked, you know, Lyon was the fourth option in that last year, third. Wouldn't mind seeing him again this season. I mean, Pickard's not really doing anything for me. I mean, the the less I have to watch Pickard this year, the more ideal it is for me. Uh, it's like a, um, I'm sorry, Tom. Tom, I, uh, I'm i having trouble, like, seeing some of the comments while we're um, – oh, never mind. Uh, yeah, Andrew. Uh, Andrew saying the irony of the Flyers this season. Simmons makes an amazing effort for game tying goal and then absolutely blows the coverage in OT. Yeah, I mean, it's this team is just funny to watch this year. I mean, I was coming in until they scored four goals in the third period, which is insane to say right now. I was going to come in and talk about how this team isn't producing. And even though the numbers are there, it doesn't feel like they are dictating play. I mean, they did and they finally got rewarded for it, but it's just been, this team's been goofy all year. I'm happy today with the effort to come back again. You're down five to one, which is terrible, but I haven't really seen a punch from this team yet. And it was nice to see that when they're down four to one to actually come all the way back and only get a point, but they still got a point somehow when they were down five to one about five minutes into the third period, I think. So it's just an, just an unreal comeback. Uh, and, you know, they always, uh, the, the broadcast crew and some people on Twitter always make a big deal about how there hasn't been a fighting major yet. And I don't really care about that type of fighting. I want to see the effort come back. That was like, when I think of Flyers hockey, I think it, 
you know, physically fighting and also just teams that don't give up in situations. Like, I think that was always a thing you could count on with this team before the last couple years that, you know, if they were put into a rough situation in a game, you know, like I think of like the, the Bruins series, they would always come back or always kind of force their way back into a series. But some of these teams, some of the games this year, they've just rolled over and died. And I really thought they were going to do that tonight or today. And again, five to one. Okay. So five to one down, down five to one with 10 52 left in the third period to come all the way back is pretty impressive. So I'll, I'll give them that. It would have been nice if they finished, but. Aldo as an old timer, I don't see this as much as a loss. Yeah, see, like it's, I guess I'm not too frustrated because it was a ridiculous comeback and they did get a point. So, I mean, I'll, I'll go with that. I'm not really chalking it up. It doesn't feel like the usual loss to me. Like this doesn't feel as, the the loss on Thursday was pretty upsetting. The loss on Thursday sucked because those were the lines that I think most of us wanted to actually see. No Yori Laterra. McDonald may have been back, but, you know, Weiser's been playing pretty well. He's put on the fourth line. JVR is finally back. You have JVR and Simmons on the third line. Thought they would have enough firepower up front with the actual lines we want, and then they end up getting shut out. And then today, I mean, to get three goals out of the power play is pretty unexpected, but I came into this game, I don't know how everybody else said, I came into this game fully expecting a loss with Pickard and Nett and Tampa Bay's power play and everything. And, yeah, Sue, Tampa Bay, three out of four on the power play today. Yeah, I mean, that's – they're a really good power play. They have Stamkos and Kucherov on the power play. And, again, I don't – I think they probably scored on the five on three. Um, you, you knew that the, the power play was going to kill them today. And the five on three is a good argument. I think that's why we shouldn't be so hard on the penalty kill, I guess. But at the same time, the penalty kill has been a problem forever. I don't – they they're just not aggressive enough. It's hard to be aggressive with a 5-3, and three, but they're not really aggressive enough overall. And I mean, they gave up the first goal in the 5-3, and three, but then they immediately gave up the fifth, the fifth goal 11 seconds later. You can't be doing that. Kyle, third period effort, do that all – yeah, I don't understand why the effort against – the effort against the Panthers in the third period, why they couldn't do it the whole game. The effort in the third. I think the effort today was there the entire game. It's just the top line finally broke through in the last period. Uh, but it's definitely an issue a lot of games over the, uh, like within the last couple of years with the Flyers. And I think Tuesday was a perfect example where the first two periods that came out flat didn't really have any threatening chances. And then the third period, they look like a completely different team. The second line cannot be stopped in that third period. Um, and then today I thought they were pushing play in the first two periods and then they actually just scored in the third period. I thought it was a little different today, especially considering the the level of competition. I mean, the Panthers are towards the bottom of the conference and the Lightning are one of the best teams in the league. Cindy, Tampa Bay also killed. Yeah, the Penguins. I mean, they also did kill the Penguins power play. I think they had a couple of 5-3 goals in that Penguins game, too, if I'm not mistaken. And, yeah, uh, Cindy, the, the the slash on Drew, I was talking about that earlier. I think the calling that a slash is kind of ridiculous. I think they – there's no really no excuse for it. 
Uh, I think it's just because it was possibly a slash and it looked like Drew was about to get a chance. So the refs didn't want to give Drew an opportunity on a borderline call. I don't know, but it was it's still I I hate that slash call, especially if the stick doesn't break. <laughs> and so Anthony Woodard, any chance of putting a cardboard cutout or trash can in net instead of Pickard? Look, it'll be great on the cap. It won't I assume you don't have to pay that cardboard cutout any money or the trash can. Uh and uh I mean, he won't be out of position. You just kind of, yeah, you'll know what position he'll be in. He's not going to save a lot, maybe, but uh, I think I think it's time we give the trash can a chance. Because uh, Pickard, his, uh, I mean, you know, I don't know if there are really any goals I would blame directly on Pickard today, but he was pretty out of position on a headman chance that he got lucky and hit Yanni Gord. And uh, he, and again, uh, I forget who I asked it already, I'm sorry, but he hasn't bailed out the team. I can't remember the last save where I was like, oh, thank God Picker was in that to save that. So, Kevin, uh, of course, asking Greg, are sports good or bad? They're always bad. You know this. Except for one day in February this year, it, it was good. The rest of it's always always bad. Todd, I missed almost all of the good parts of the game. Went to walk my dog at 5 on, came back, and it was 5. Oh, my God. So, Todd, next game, you need to go and walk your dog for the entire game. It's going to suck for you, but it might help the Flyers overall. I have no other answers for this team right now. So you just need to walk your dog for about two and a half hours each night, starting around seven, and the Flyers might be able to turn it around, is my guess. Matt Freeman, hopefully they build on the third period, get some confidence on the power play. Yeah, I mean, it's a loss. But coming into today, out of all the losses I envisioned for this team, I think this was probably the best outcome for it. Have a four-goal miraculous comeback against one of the best teams in the league. Powered by the power play. And the top line looks like they got into a groove towards the end of that game. Uh, again, I'd like to see more of the second ba- or second line. And... Obviously, the, the penalty kill. But, I mean, penalty kill it just feels pretty hopeless at this point. Uh, Brian, how about this? Every time the Flyers go PK, they let the other team score immediately so they don't waste time trying to kill it. Yeah, I mean, that's one. That's one. Like, make it like the intentional uh, walk in baseball now. Just get it over with. Don't waste anybody's time. I mean, everybody knows what's going to happen. Just cut to the chase. Yeah, I think I'd go with that. Uh, yeah, I think it's really just a matter of when it comes to the offense overall, they, they finally broke through today and had five goals. I mean, before that, they had two goals in the last 160 minutes coming into the third. Not great. And I feel like a lot of that is just players not, I feel like you can blame them on the system. And this isn't going to become a whole, uh, hack thing, but I feel like sometimes, uh, the Flyers spend way too much time on the perimeter. And once they start creating chances by cutting through the slot and working their way to the slot and making plays behind the net is when they actually start to create chances. I mean, the second connecting goal to even strength, the second connecting goal, the first one to even strength, was made by a a give-and-go where he threw it across the ice to Drew, and then he cut to the net and was able to tip it in. And the Simmons one was he just went to the net and, and whacked it home. Uh, and I can't remember the last time the Flyers have scored a 
a five on five goal where they used the low to high process that I think Hacksaw is trying to instill in them. So I, I, I think they just kind of need to work from behind the net a little bit more. And I think they need guys to cut to the slot more and hopefully that'll open up chances. Uh, Bill, uh, Brian Bill was at the game, which is why I am here. So unfortunately I, I will be, uh, this is the third one I'm doing this year, and I've done three losses. So I did the loss to the Avalanche in Colorado. I did the Islanders six to one loss, and now I'm doing this one. I thought I was going to be in for another terrible loss. I thought they're going to lose six to one. So I'm happy they at least made it close for this one. Um, Provorov, I'm trying to think of the big takeaways from this game. Power play actually showed up. Penalty kill still sucks. Goaltending couldn't bail them out. They seemed to hold Stamkos and Kucherov in check, and then got killed by fourth-line guys. I mean, Ernie, Gord, and Sorelli felt like they all had pretty big games. I mean, the, the Sorelli play at the end is a play that should never happen. I know three-on-three three gets a little little wonky, but it still shouldn't be a thing that uh, I guess Simmons shouldn't have been that out of position on, on the final game-losing goal. Uh, still four goals and six oh four to come back is pretty ridiculous. I'm trying to look at some of my notes here. Drew got a seven hundred NHL point on JVR's power play goal. Uh, and yeah, I mean I know it's a loss and it extends a losing streak, but at the same time, I think I think there are some takeaway uh, positive takeaways uh, going into um, going into the Buffalo game. Yeah, zero, probably zero, two, and one. But it's the same. I mean, you get one point in your last six games. You know, it's not exactly ideal. <laughs> Matt, Matt put our friend the rat in that. <laughs> yeah, that that the rat might do a better job of making some saves. <laughs> uh, God, Steve. <laughs> um, let's see here. I felt like the Flyers came out pretty good to start the game, too. The forecheck was looking pretty well. They had some some offensive chances and maybe not, like, the most threatening chances. But they still had the, the upper hand on the lightning. It just felt – feel like you could see the difference in the high-end quality from Tampa's skill players and the Flyers' skill players. It took Tampa – a third of the work for them to score a couple goals. I mean that the, I think it was the Gord goal. Gord either made an, an exceptional pass or already made the behind the back pass uh, on the penalty kill. Who was that? Yeah. So I think uh, McDonald got lost. No, no, hold on. What was the second goal against? It was Pac- yeah, it was Paquette's goal. Uh, McDonald just ended up chasing Ernie. Ghost kind of lost his coverage on Paquette, and it was a it was a pretty nice goal for the Lightning. But you know, hard fought there in a minute. One point. Yeah, Tony. I, I mean, Tony. I have no answers for uh, Paquette. I mean, he he always seems to be kind of. I, I don't know. 
Pickard always seems lost to me, and he never. It feels like he never makes a big save. I mean, he had a really good game against the Coyotes, but outside of that, I feel like he hasn't been worth anything this year. Yeah, Phil. Yeah, Cal always seems to be out of position a lot. I mean, he got bailed on the one where he was hilariously out of position on the headman chance headman chance today, but. Yeah, uh, Kevin pointing out that Isaac Ratcliffe is on the NHL NHL Network right now. If you want to watch that, he will probably be on the Flyers. He'll be on the Flyers in two years, I think. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Cindy bringing up that this game was like the Tampa Bay game last year. I forgot about that. Seven to six game. And the Flyers were in it in Tampa Bay until pretty late. Yeah, that was a pretty nuts game, too. I guess, I don't know why, I don't know how they open it up and start scoring against these guys, but then the rest of the league, they just want to clamp it down. I the, I feel like it should be the other When you play a, a team like Tampa, if you're the Flyers, you would want to calm it down and kind of limit the end to end, kind of like shinny hockey. Uh, but the Flyers apparently feel like they can hang with them and. I mean, 7-6 loss and a 6-5 to five overtime loss, it looks like they can. So if they can do it against the Lightning, why would you not, if you're Hackstall and your team scores one goal in two games, why would you not trying to open up more, I guess, going forward? Like I would hope against the Sabres it's more an offensive kind of game and more taking risks defensively to open up the offense than... I guess, like holding everything down and not really getting, make it a low scoring game, a low event game. Uh, looking at the game as a whole, as a lighting more lucky to win that game. Flyers look scary good in third and goofs in the overtime, but nearly won it in the final shoot. Yeah, I mean, and that's uh, literally with a good point that the Flyers, uh, Lightning were kind of lucky to win. I, I mean, yeah, I, I get, I always hate saying another team is lucky to win, uh, but. As a whole, I, I guess they kind of were. I, and I think the frustrating part, too, was the Flyers had chances. You're right. They had chances at the end of the game, and then they were also dictating play in overtime, too, and they had a couple of good chances in overtime, and they just couldn't find that sixth goal. So it's it's just a goofy game. <laughs> Tony, I don't think Bill ever – I don't think Bill would have left early. Uh Uh, trying to see some questions. Yeah, they get uh, Cindy saying that Tampa Bay can be lax defensively as a team. Just true. But I mean, even I mean, they play the Penguins on Thursday, and the Penguins only scored three goals on them. Like I, I guess I guess you're right that they can be had defensively sometimes, where you can just kind of pile up goals on them because they want to trade chances and they'll take it. They like their odds playing a high scoring game, but at the same time, we're talking about the the talking about the Flyers here. It's not exactly like we can count on the Flyers to do anything in any particular game. Do you know what I mean? It, it, if you know that a high scoring game is supposed to be coming, can't really go into the game banking on the Flyers doing that. Um, John, I'm sorry, what were you saying because it was a third string goalie? Are you talking about Domingue or Pickard? I mean, Domingue's their backup, 
uh, and he, I mean, again, I don't really hold any of the goals the Flyers scored today accountable to Domingue. The Flyers scored five pretty good goals. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm never going to. Tampa Bay should have lost that series last year against the Caps. But uh, they are new capitals, so I guess good for them. Uh, so I thought the fourth line did all right today. Uh, I think the real, the really the big notes on offense were just the, the second line seemed to be second line seemed to disappear today after having some a pretty big stretch of games last week. Uh, didn't really they led the charge in the third period against the Panthers. Didn't really hear much from them today or on Thursday. Uh, fourth line looked good. I I hope Latera stays out of the lineup. I think that fourth line of Weiss, Lawton, and and AK looks pretty good. Weiss has been had a pretty strong season, and he'll get some chances each game now, which is I'm as surprised as you are to hear that. And Lawn's always looked good the last two seasons, and I think NAK has actually given a been given a shot here by by Hacks. Also, hopefully, he keeps that going. <laughs> Joe, who are the special team coaches? Nalbach, uh, Chris Nalbach is the power play coach, and Ian LaPerriere is the penalty kill coach. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I feel like you are – I mean, I know what you're insinuating there, and I agree with you because special teams, except for the power play today, has not been great. Uh, power play coming into this game was three for the last 43 attempts, and the PK, I believe, was 30th in the league. So the special teams, I mean, the special teams is killing is killing the Flyers. They're a minus 15 uh, in terms of special teams goals. So goal score when they're on the power player, the penalty kill. And the penalty kill is hemorrhaging shots against. And the power play is not scoring. And they've given up shorthanded goals against. So each time, it's not 5-on-5, five five, the Flyers have been getting killed. And it's not like the Flyers are a good enough 5-on-5 five five team to overcome that problem. So there's a lot, lot, of, lot of issues with this team. A lot of issues, but I still still think it today was a positive. Again, down 5-1 to one's not. I felt like they were a little unlucky to be down 5-1. to one. Maybe could have not even push play more, just maybe get better chances. But still, they don't think they deserved to be down 5-1. to one. Uh, Still fought their way back. And the power play looked pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, so they played Louis Domingue today. I know that was because of an injury to Vasilevsky. But I think, you know, the Flyers, there's another reason why there hasn't been too much confidence with the Flyers recently is because before today there wasn't, they didn't show too much fight. Like, today's comeback, I think, was the best effort, the most shit they've given in a game in a while, I think, that you could see where the team didn't give up and they actually fought back and they didn't want to lose the game. Uh, so before today, they didn't have much fight. And also, they keep 
they keep just playing teams' backup goalies. The only starting goalies they've beaten this year were Flurry on during the season opener, Craig Anderson in the fourth game of the year, and then they beat Corey Crawford, which was a game against a Blackhawks team who just fired their Hall of Fame coach or future Hall of Fame coach that they won three cups with. So they're not – each team feels pretty comfortable with throwing their backup goalie out there against the Flyers, and they're still at 500. So – that's a thing that's not really inspiring confidence in me right now. It's a weird thing to it's a weird thing to focus on. But I and you can't really help who you face, but it's not exactly like the Flyers are taking advantage of this situation here. They're just kind of letting it fall out of their hands and they're still nine nine and two. Uh Cindy, what about the comeback against the Coyotes? I won that. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. And that was another game where I didn't expect them to come back. But like I was just saying, that was against Kemper. That was a game where you allowed two handed, uh, two short-handed goals against. I guess, you know. I mean, it was still. You're right. You're right. It was. It was still a comeback. It was four to two, and they had a whole period to come back as well. And I, I think that was just a game where they shouldn't have been down four to two. I guess is the way I'm looking at it. Like today, if you told me today before the game, no matter how it went, if the Lightning were five to one with Pickard and Ned, I would have gone, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, their their power play against RPK. Backup third string goalie in for us, even though they had the main. And uh Flyers have scored one goal in the last two games. I think I would have expected that outcome more than the Coyotes game where they had beaten the Coyotes, came home in a back to back with two days off, and they were down four to two in the third. Still a comeback. I just think today's I mean four goals in six minutes in four seconds is a ridiculous comeback. I think, I don't think anybody expected that today, I guess. And anytime this team comes back, I guess I'm really not expecting it under Hextall. Um, uh, Cindy also adding the rest of the Metro division and he's like exactly lighting things up. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And that's the thing with, I think, and Joe, okay. So, Cindy says that, and then Joe asked, uh, I don't think, I don't, but do you think we should fire Hack? So I feel like both those things kind of go hand in hand right now with how I'm feeling about the team. Uh, It's not about making the playoffs for this team, I guess. If they make the playoffs, that's, but it could just be another first round exit. So how the rest of the division is doing, and even if the Flyers are currently end up being second or third in the division over the next week or two. That's not really a thing that inspires confidence in me because you can still see the flaws in their games and they kind of look like a team that's doesn't have everything in order. Uh, and I th- think this year is supposed to be a year of growth, which could still happen. But just when you look at the last couple of games, it doesn't look that great as it did after the road trip. And, if this team isn't able to take a step forward this year, I don't understand what we're doing with hack uh, in charge, I guess. Cause I feel, and again, not the harp on hack. I just, I don't, I think there's enough offensive firepower as you just saw for the flyers to hang with most teams in the league. They scored five goals today. Top line did a lot of the work. Second line didn't even show up. And you have, 
you have a first line that has a guy that has 102 points last year and two other first round picks. And Katori had 76 points and Konechny had 24 goals. Second line, Lemblom and Patrick have been two of your best players, and Voracek is there, and he's one of the best setup guys in the league. Third line has a thirty goal, two thirty goal goal scorers on it. I know Jordan Wheel isn't exactly loved by a lot of people, and it's very fair, but I feel like when you have those three lines, and then you have Lawton on the the fourth line who had ten goals last year, which is pretty good for a fourth liner. I feel like you shouldn't be having entire games where your offense just looks lost or your offense can barely generate five to six legitimate five on five chances. Um, and I feel like that's a large part of that when the entire team is unable to score is because of the offensive system and the low to high. And I, I feel like, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of problems with the team and they're not all hacks fault, but at the same time, I think a new coach coming in there would kind of change the mentality and also kind of get more of the offensive upside that is there for the forwards we have in the lineup. Um, Caleb, other teams play their backup because they know they're playing our goalies who are basically backups. (laughs) Fair point. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of what I was alluding to too was they play – I mean, they play the backups because they know I, – I guess they think they can just beat the Flyers with backups, which so far to this point it looks like they're, they're right. So, Jack asking, would Hack maybe be doing better with some better assistance? Can't imagine that Lappy has much help. We have a non-block special teams are killing them. Yeah, that, so, Jack, that's what I was saying before. Uh, the, the special teams are killing them. I mean, the assistance – and he has no – I guess he really doesn't have a say in who his power play and PK coaches are. Uh, and I, we don't know how much say he has in determining personnel or how they should be deployed or anything. Uh, I think – I mean, to me, I don't know why LaPerriere Le is still here. Uh, he's been running a pretty bad power play – or penalty kill for a while now. Flyers have been at least in the top 10 for the last five years, and they have been near the bottom of the league for the last two years now, including this year, which has been pretty bad. I think the Hacksaw would definitely look better with better special teams play, and also it's a point I was making on Fly Perfectly this week to defend Hackstall. Um The old saying is, show me a good goalie and I'll show you a good coach. And coming into last week from the start of – Hextall's tenure until last week, the Flyers ranked 27th in overall save percentage. So he's not getting a save. And that makes the coach's process look a lot better when he actually gets a save. Because the Flyers look pretty good against the Blackhawks and Elliott pitched a shutout. So Golan makes a couple saves. You know, Picker maybe makes that a save on Torelli at the end there. Would have been a tall order, but he stands on his head a little. Maybe, maybe your system looks a little bit better. Uh, but I think I would like to see – I don't know about Knobloch yet. I feel like – I mean, the power play did look good today, and he hasn't been there as long. It's only his second year. I, I guess my thing is I still don't know why they, they let go of Mullen, but that's a whole other idea. Brian saying if they make the playoffs but have another first-round exit, then Hack must be fired. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I mean, I think he should 
be gone before that, but I I hear you. John Marsh can't wait to see the shot charts. Tampa Bay didn't use any lazy flurs from the blue line like we did all game. Then they played in the slot. Yeah, so John, that's what I was saying before was it you could kind of see that Tampa Bay, I feel like, has better high end talent, but also you let that high end talent move to the slot or create some plays in the slot, and they're probably going to score some goals. Um, I don't think they were – I looked at the heat maps on natural statric after the second period, and it wasn't as bad as you would think. Uh, but – and I assume after the third period it looks a lot better, but it was really just Tampa Bay utilizing. They they just need a little bit of space, and they're going to they're gonna kill you, which is what I think happened today. And, again, they gained that space by getting to the slot. That's how Paquette's goal was scored. That's how Ernie's goal was scored. Uh, and then the power play goals happened. Yeah, Brian, the, the players don't really fit Hacksaw's system, but, I mean, I feel like a system back to the point and letting defensemen take shots and you hope for rebounds and redirections that kind of feels like a skill set of a – sorry, there's a fly going around. That's why I keep, like, throwing my hand up. Um, it, it kind of fits a system of a, of more of a blue-collar team, a team that wouldn't have a lot of skill but has a lot of muckers and grinders on the team. And I think it's a system – and I've talked about this before. I think it's a system that might help in college when, you, when you're coaching at a place like North Dakota and your, your team probably has a lot more skill than a lot of the opponents are playing. But – at the NHL level where the skill variance isn't as much and you're asking really skilled guys like Drew and Voracek and Konechny to pass the, puck, buck, pass the puck back to Gudis so you can try and put in rebounds, I, don't, I think you're kind of limiting their skill, I guess is my angle for that. <laughs> Matt Freeman, you know, Pittsburgh's at the bottom of the conference right now. Yeah. Am I able to uh I'm gonna like that real quick. Uh yeah, I mean that's true. And it's early in the season and we know what Pittsburgh can do. Uh so I'm not I'm not getting too too excited about that yet. But you know what's funny about that is I, I saw somebody talking about how how Sullivan might be on the hot seat after uh, a five game losing streak. You know, you win two cups in your first two seats two seasons there, and then he could possibly be out in the fourth because of a five-game losing streak in October. So it's kind of crazy that Hacksaw's gotten this much time, I guess. But And again, I don't want to make these, you know, can't Hackstall, especially because one of my biggest complaints is teams look dead underneath them, and then today they, they come back with a pretty ferocious third period comeback. But, uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully – I think after today, we should hope they, they they need to have stronger starts. They need to look better coming out of the gate, which they did during that winning streak, which I'm still – or point streak, which I'm still kind of not investing too much stock into. Uh, penalty kill needs to get better. Power play – hopefully the power play builds off of this, and it looks like the adjustments that Nalbach made actually worked. I mean, connecting with a pretty nice goal today, so it definitely helps. And then uh, JVR coming back definitely played a role as he had the first power play goal, and then uh, Couturier in front was able to pound one home. Uh, so, again, I came in today expecting a loss. I feel pretty confident after this loss in terms of how 
poorly I thought they were going to play. Uh, and again, a lot of stuff around the perimeter, but not as much as they usually do. I thought they actually had some chances, but you know they need to drive them that more, do some more work behind the net. Uh, and that's why the the Patrick Limblom line. That's why they worked so well over that road trip was because Limbaugh kept making plays behind the net. Uh, <laughs> Hildy, I shut the game off. Never expected this. Yeah, actually, my brother texted me and said the same thing. He sent me a he sent me a joke about. Uh, I just got a text from him that said "great game," and then twenty minutes later, he was like, "Oh shit, I turned it off. I didn't know they came back." <laughs> So, I mean, it really was – it's upsetting they lost, but that was a hell of a comeback. So that's what – I mean, I'm I'm pretty much uh, repeating the same points over and over now. So I think I'm going to – I think I'm going to go out on that. It was a loss. I don't feel as bad about it as, as I expected I was going to feel about it because I thought it was going to be more of the 5-1 loss that we were expecting with about 10 minutes left. So for them to actually come back and get a point – and they actually show some fight and some fire and some energy and some pushback in this game, I am taking that as a positive. Along with the power play, if we can get the power play back to being a top 10 unit, we can survive the penalty kill sucking, and eventually some goalies will make saves for us, I guess is my best guess. But until then, I hope you guys hope you guys enjoyed me filling in for Bill. Should be back Wednesday, hopefully Bill had a fun time at the game. I'm hoping he did, uh, especially if he stayed. I'm hoping he didn't leave early because that was a pretty crazy game to be at. But thanks for your questions today, guys. Thanks for watching, and uh, hopefully I will be back on here soon. Have a good day. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.